it's alright, it's okay, doesn't really matter if you're old and gray, it's alright, I say it's okay, listen to what Hey, this is Rob Smith, Rob Drive Podcast. I have been trying to do this podcast now too many times, and I keep getting phone calls. I put the do not disturb. It's not working. It's still Phone calls are still coming through. So I apologize. If it sounds like I've said this a number of times, it's because I have said it a number of times, not just for this podcast, but of course, also talked to others about this too, not the least of which is the hospital. And this is about a hospital visit I made a week. Uh, this is February the 23rd, 2021. I made this hospital visit a week ago, Friday. And that hospital visit was because I was having trouble the week before breathing and sleeping. I basically couldn't sleep. So what was the problem? I spoke to my neighbors. I spoke to uh, uh, nurse friends. And they all said to go to a hospital and go to the emergency room. Check it out. You may have a big, big problem. Could be the virus. So I went to the emergency room. I got there about 5.30 p.m. I signed in. I sat down. I brought some artwork with me. I worked on projects. And then around 2.30 a.m., so 5.30 to 2.30 a.m., around that time, 3 a.m., I was brought in, done some tests, including a COVID-19 test, including some blood tests, and then I was put back out into the well of the, of the uh, uh, emergency room waiting area. I was in basically a little corridor of two cha- of, of rows of chairs on either side, wall of the building on one side across from where I was sitting, and then behind me were a set of little uh, uh, big partitions, that's uh, plastic, plexiglass, clear partitions, all this went down a corridor dead ending by me where a restroom uh, is. So I sat there and I worked uh, until finally I was admitted further in at five into one room that I was brought into the uh, cardiac area. My question was about why I had trouble breathing and sleeping. I was put into the cardiac area. All right. That's not the issue. It's what happened in the emergency room. Please note, before you go to an emergency room, uh, check this out, or maybe also check with your hospital in general. What I experienced should not be happening. It's very bad. Either that or we don't have a virus problem. One of the two. It's not one or two. It's one, it's one of the two. Uh, so what happened was, while I was sitting there, there were people sitting around, including there was a young fellow who was sitting down from me. He moved to use the plug across from me and sit across from me. While he sat across from me, he uh, started telling me how he was tired of not being able to smell and being able to taste things. He has the virus, he tells me. I found that interesting because he's sitting near me. Now he's sitting across from me, but he's about six feet, I think. Uh, and the hospital knows what it's doing. Along the way, a fellow in a wheelchair who had been sitting on the other side of the partitions talking to people had moved over and come down the corridor to use the restroom. He uses the restroom. When he comes out, he ha- he parks himself basically in front of me, just off in front of me. I had I, I trouble getting up and going, leaving that area because he basically blocked it. Why? Because the emergency room leaves no space for wheelchairs, which makes no sense in that they provide wheelchairs. They should have space for wheelchairs. But as as we'll get into this, you'll see the emergency room is not being used by people who think or are able to reason or discern issues. So the fellow who's sitting beside me is sitting there, and sometimes he's talking while the kid Tim is talking. And I, I and, he, and I, but I can't really hear what he's saying because I don't hear well with all that mask stuff. 
So he so the kid's talking to me and and he's telling me how he has COVID nineteen and how his father is the same age as me and he's been tested too and he's back again to have to be looked at and he's waiting as long as I've been waiting. But he does this all after I come back. So it's around three three thirty. He tells me that he's talking to me. He's also tired of waiting. In the end, he he, he unplugs his 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 phone. He he sits and listens for a while and eventually he gets up and leaves. So he just had it. Uh, and I was told don't leave because you leave. You leave right now. You come back in an hour, we'll treat you as a whole new patient. You're going to be waiting all over again. Oy, uh, I, I, I didn't want to leave, uh, too. So that was the other issue. Okay, he has COVID-19, but if I leave, I better stick it out. The other thing was I was waiting a long time. And I spoke, to, actually called a friend and was speaking to him, and he got me charged up. So I walked in and said, hey, guys, you gotta, you gotta, I'm just looking for some test results, then I'll be gone. And they said, well, this could be another few hours. And, and it was another few hours. But that, that was ridiculous that, uh, that the reaction I got was a big who cares, uh, especially as I further reveal what I learned about the emergency room, you, if the, it, it really is a big who cares. They don't care. They can't care. If they cared, this wouldn't be happening, what I, what I experienced. You see, the fellow in the wheelchair who had been speaking to me moves over to where that fellow, young fellow Tim was across from me. He gets out of his wheelchair and sits there. But he had been in front of me basically for about an hour. Uh, he sits down and he's talking to me and he starts telling me about how he's not feeling well and why he's there and he's going to go back to the sixth floor, to the COVID-19 floor. You see, as he said to me, I got the COVID. I got the COVID. He's from New York. And he starts telling me about his family and his friends and, uh, and his, uh, how his wife, uh, very interestingly, his wife died taking a vaccine for swine flu back in 2009. Now here he is with COVID-19. That's it's ironic. But anyway, uh, so, but the thing is that he had been sitting right near me. And you see, the masks are interesting. They're nice little novelty items, but they don't really work. Uh, they, they, it's just, you know, they, they, they hold, they hold spittle, but spittle's heavy. And if spittle, if it doesn't fall into a mask, otherwise, when you speak, it falls out and goes to the ground. It doesn't go over. Sometimes you can spit out far, but it's rare. What it's really is to hold the air coming out of your mouth. Uh, uh, you know, as, as that is coming out, it could have virus particles in it and, go, and they're looking for something to attach to. Well, you see the mask if it's it, only if you're really wearing a face mask uh, or really a, 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 a astronaut uh, uh, helmet, will you really hold everything in? And not even that, even those don't hold everything in. So this fellow was wearing a mask and talking. He was, there wasn't really anyone he was talking to. I, he may have been speaking to us, meaning that kid Tim. But as he's, he's speaking, stuff comes out of those masks. They come out of the sides of the masks. And the side of the mask was within a three feet or so of me, probably. Very close. But that four feet tops. So he said, he, and he's speaking. And he had COVID-19, or has it? And I don't know how many else, how many other people in the room had COVID-19. Now, I was there with possible suspicion of having it. But that doesn't mean you stick people you know who are sick in with people you don't know who are sick to maybe get them sick. But as I learned, the hospital doesn't really care. I, 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 so I, because I, I ended up, it, I, so I was there from 5.30 a.m. till about 5 a.m. Uh, around COVID-19 patients. Ta- speaking to others later, I was in the, pro- probably the most dangerous position I could possibly be in. Unfortunately, Joe uh, from New York would take his mask off when he was talking to me. I didn't know how to say, 
you know, you should probably put that on, or you shouldn't do that. <laughs> was, uh, but like, you know, along the whole way, I'm getting very tired. This is, I mean, I've been there so long. I'm very tired. I can't even draw anymore. I'm so tired, and I'm 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 really wanting to just leave. And I'm but if I leave, and I've, I'm negated the whole reason I'm there, and all the te- they won't give me tests. They said they'll send me test results, but they won't really explain them to me. Oh, geez. So I I stuck it out, and I'm, I'm tired. If I was more awake and alive, and I would have gotten up and walked somewhere else, and I probably would have really embraced hell in there too, as I'm doing now. So the, the, the thing is, is that I, when I finally got into the uh, cardiac unit at 5 a.m., I ended up being there from that, that was Saturday morning, 5 a.m. Saturday morning. I was there till Monday about 1.30 p.m. Along the way, I brought this up a few times and very little was thought of it. Until Monday, I realized I'm going to be leaving soon. I need to make sure I'm making an impact here. So I, so three of the nurse pre- you know, people there uh, was standing there and I said, guys, let's just make sure we go over this again. This time, it, it turns out they weren't really listening before. Now they're listening. The reaction was very interesting because I noticed all three subtly, in different ways, step back from me. One nurse then left, came back, not with one mask, now she has two and a shield. Uh, acting almost as if I did this, not that their hospital does. Understand, the cardiac unit I'm in is on the first floor. The same floor, just down the hall, is where the emergency room is with all these COVID-19 patients. I said, guys, we, you got to do something about this. And they seem more concerned about, they acted like as if I was about to have lawyers drop all over them. And I said, that's not what I'm, I, I just want to make sure you do, I, you're endangering patients. And it seemed like instead of being concerned about what I'm saying, you'd be more interested in acting on what I'm pointing out. But they weren't. I ended up talking to a risk management person two days later at that hospital. And she too didn't seem to really she wasn't concerned about the emergency room situation. She was concerned about what I was caught that I was calling. And she said, What's your patient name? I want to look up your charts. I said, that, that, that has nothing to do with this. You have a problem in your emergency room. You, you need to do something about it. And she said, Well, I will I'll she said something to the law. What was it? She I will I will have to bring this up. No. I want to hear you say the words, I'm going to take action about this. So she repeated exactly what I said. <laughs> and that was it. I said, all right, God. Uh, so this is Adventist Health. If you, if, anyway, I went the next whole next week with concern. I might have the virus. I ended up taking a self-test with this uh, young lady who looked to be all 12 years old and spoke like it too when I took the test because I was really from the hospital at 1.30 on Monday. Wednesday, I go do a, to do a self-test because there had, or Thursday, I'm sorry, Thursday, because I was told you have to, you should do one after so many days. And so Thursday was the day to do it. So I did it on Thursday. And uh, I, I, I talked to the young lady, and, she, and I, you, you take the swab, and you stick it into a little tube. You stick it in your nose, and you stick it in a little tube, and then you put it all in a little bag. And then they have a separate bag they give you that has hand sanitizer in it with two cloths, and you're supposed to wipe the first flat, uh, bag off before you put it into a metal container. And I'm, as, I, as she explains this to me, I'm looking at it saying, you guys really don't understand virology at all, do you? <laughs> you have no idea what viruses are. You have no idea what you're doing here. Because just that, 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 that it's not that it doesn't work. It can't work. It's a complete waste. You, you I, 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 I need to do a whole separate podcast about that. You, you don't. If, if I'm handling items and wiping off a bag, it means I'm also handing up, holding a bag with a hand that doesn't hasn't been with sanitizer. So I have to. If I put it down on the car to wipe it down, now it's picking up anything that's on the car. If I flip it over. And then if you put it in the container, you're acting as if the container, which has a hole in it, isn't collecting all the exhaust and fumes from the car inside there, which could also contaminate things. So stupid. These people are so stupid. This is how stupid. I saw the young lady. I asked her, how long will it take to get results? She says three to five days. I ask, is that business days? And she 
looked at me. She had no idea. She'd never heard of business days before. I know she was not 12 years old because she had a wedding ring on. And I don't think they're marrying him that, lo- that, or that young yet. Yet. I don't know. Someone will probably bring it up. Oh, we've got to get, we have to have young marriages now. It's like homosexuals. We have, to have, we have to pay attention. Love is love. Love is love. Anyway, if it gets to that point, I'm going to then propose to marry a box of Cheetos. Anyway, or bag of Cheetos. Both, maybe. I'll, do a, I'll, I'll be a bigamist. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I finally, so oddly enough, I was told three to five days, it was it was the next day, I got results about 9 p.m. Friday night, that it, the results came back negative. But I, it was a self-test, I did it myself, I don't know if I did it right, so I'm not sure I question those. But all right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take that for what it's worth. Also, my nurse friend I was in contact with, they're so kind, they were in Philadelphia traveling, and she answered and talked to me on the phone while they're visiting all these sites, American Revolution, New Museum there and so on. And she said they had done a self-test. But then she's a nurse. She would know what she's doing. If she helped her husband do it, then but I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, and then they had the silly thing about wiping bags. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go with that. Be that as it may, I'm not concerned about me here. I'm concerned about whoever's in that emergency room right this second. That Friday night. The week before. The months before. Does this go back to March? Is this Has this been their standard operating procedure for the past year, that they're not separating COVID nineteen from everybody else, this is horrible. This is awful, and it, it, it has to stop. So I'm on the. I'm going to be on the phone. I'm actually wanting to drive by there and peek my head and see if if things are still going on that way. I'd like to hope they're not, but I have a funny feeling nothing's changed. Uh, I'm also working with some folks that are going to check into some other hospitals because we're curious. If you're near a hospital an emergency room, you need to check this out too. We. Uh, it seems though the hospitals are so wrapped up in uh, minutia. I mean, this whole virus thing is about uh, about to control freak micromanagers and. That's all it's ever been about. It's not about keeping you well. It's about seeing how much you can be controlled by whoever, whenever. Obviously, the hospital is in control freak mode and not interested in the health and welfare of their patients, or they would not be mixing patients in. They they know very well that that, that is extremely dangerous. And why do you have partitions up? You have partitions up to hold what, what back when you're putting COVID-19 people right beside each other. I mean, it's, it's so stupid. The, the mentality, it's reason, logic, gone. What are business days? This lady's handling this virus stuff too. And she wore a mask inside the room. I said, take, you're in a room. Don't you know who you're working with? You don't, you take it off. What are you doing? And I think I told her a little bit about the emergency room thing and she seemed a little lost by it. Uh, uh, she's way too immature to be in her position. And what, what is CVS thinking? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Very frustrating situation. Sorry, this is gone. Actually, after doing this so many times, I've shortened it considerably for where it was, so that's good. Uh, Probably speaking a little too fast. I'm sorry about that, too, but I thank you all for listening. Please, I appreciate any feedback. If you hear anything involving hospital near you, please do check into them because I am concerned about the situation, as we all should be, uh, how much of exposure is going on here. And if you're not, if, if the hospital doesn't care about exposure, take down the partitions uh stop stop telling people they have all these markings on the floor about social distancing why you're sitting you have chairs side by side by side and you're stuffing people into an emergency room they can't be that far away when they sit they don't have they don't block off the chairs i mean why does that take how about take some of the chairs out and you can take some of the chairs out then there's suddenly be space for some of these wheelchairs at least because there was a number of wheelchair problems that happened while i was in there Uh, I, i can't imagine what it's like every day what a mess 
look, guys, we're being duped by this. That's where I come out with my conclusion. We are real. I mean, I felt that way before. I, I now I've experienced it further. So, uh, look, just, just expose yourself to other people. Get your body to adapt. Be careful out there. Uh, don't I mean, don't do anything ridiculous like putting everybody into an emergency room. But do but try to do something. You know, just be cautious and careful. Uh, and, and if you like this podcast, please like it. Please share it. Let me know what you think. Send me a message. I'm at uh, best place is to go to my Rob Smith Jr. Cartoons and Commentary on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all later. I will talk to you all later. Rob's right. Bye. It's all right. It's okay. Doesn't really.